to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where in the fall doldrums of October, we bring you Christmas. And Merry what's Christmas, Katie? Merry Christmas, Hannah. And what is Christmas without a little matrimony on the side? So welcome to the Christmas season where we're going to do this every week uh, because Hallmark and Lifetime and Netflix and the one that shall not be named all have deemed it Christmas. <laughs> Um. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> it's, Christmas! it's Christmas. Um. So, today we are talking Snow Bride, <laughs> which is Christmas, but like Christmas adjacent. Chris- Christmas. It is Christmas, but it yes. also like they don't really do really Christmassy things. So. Yeah. It seemed like a good one to start with. And this originally aired November 9th, 2013. This movie is almost 10 years old. Can you believe it? I actually can't, considering I think I only saw it for the first time like two years ago. So awesome. Great. <laughs> it feels um, that old sometimes, a little bit, though. Parts of it, but also like, I'm sorry, uh, not to like get ahead of ourselves but katrina law looks the same she sure does <laughs> what a winner woman of the woman lottery. has not aged <laughs> good job katrina <laughs> so this is what hallmark has to say about this movie tabloid reporter greta kane heads to snowy big bear to get a scoop about senator tannenhill's son's planned proposal did you follow that Maybe. Uh, when she mistakenly ends up as a guest of the family, she starts to get to she starts to get to know them and feels guilt ridden about her game of subterfuge. And it stars, as we mentioned, Katrina Law, Jordan Belfi, and Patricia Richardson. So, Greta Kane, played by Katrina Law, has it pretty good in L.A. While her job isn't exactly what she thought it would be, she's good at being a gossip columnist. Her best friend Doria is getting married in Hawaii around Christmas, which means awesome vacation once the bridesmaid's work is done. Her assistant is top-notch, and when the magazine she works for decides to launch an online-only version, the editor position is up for grabs, and it's between Greta and her work rival Wes for the job. It all depends on who gets the scoop on which son of late Senator Tannen Hill bought an engagement ring and who he bought it for. Greta is out running bridesmaids' errands, including picking up the wedding dress, when her assistant calls to tell her that the Tannen Hill family arrived in Big Bear a week earlier than anticipated and that Wes is already on his way. Not to be outdone, Greta jumps in her car with only the workout clothes on her back to beat him. When she arrives in the Big Bear area, it is snowing and her car gets stuck. When she can't push it out all by her lonesome, she (laughs) doesn't panic because even though there's not cell reception in the area, someone is bound to come along and she'll stay warm in the car. That is, until her car dies. Afraid for her life, Greta dons the only other clothing she has to keep warm. 
Doria's wedding dress. Wow! Clad in a wedding dress that doesn't belong to her, Greta leaves her car in search of assistance. Yes, this is very hazardous for the dress, but Greta has no choice. She's running through the woods when she falls down a hill, buttercup style. Um, <laughs> Wesley and buttercup style, landing unconscious near a man who is out chopping wood. And this man happens to be none other than Ben Tannenhill, the older son of the late senator, played by Jordan Belfi. Knowing he needs to help this woman because, you know, humans, <laughs> Ben <laughs> brings her inside uh, the nearby cabin for warmth. Um, upon waking, Greta can't believe her luck. Ben Tannenhill thinks that she's a runaway bride, and now she has direct some direct access to the family. Plus, she's saved from the cold. Woohoo! Hooray! The next morning, the two head up the, to the main house for breakfast. Ben plans to help Greta get her car running and get her on her way. You know, no harm, no foul. That is, until his little brother, Jared, shows up with a girlfriend in tow, who happens to be Claire Sinclair, Ben's ex. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. In a moment of panic, Ben claims that the strange woman he brought with him is his date for the weekend. And Greta, ostensibly because he helped her, but also for her own gossip reasons, and because Claire is clearly, you know, a bad person, agrees to fake date Ben. Upon returning from a shopping trip, Greta and Ben learn that his mother and the butler, Peters, Expect that they'll share a room and a bed. Ooh, bring the smelling salts. They're sharing a bed. <laughs> um, but not wanting to out themselves because they're not in a relationship, they agree to share the room, though Ben agrees to take the couch because he's a gentleman. Um, that night, Greta and Ben make gingerbread cookies to bring to a bake sale auction thing for charity, and Jared helps a little bit. But Claire says that she's going to do her own thing that will blow everyone away because she studied at the Cordon Bleu for a semester or something like that. <laughs> um, but, but unbeknownst to everyone, Claire has purchased a pre-made display gingerbread house and claims that she made it herself. So we all know that she is a liar and a snake. Claire. Who's, who's named Claire Sinclair anyway? I mean, come I mean, on. Uh, we have questions about her parentage as well, just because, like, clearly they are not good people because they Seriously. named her that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Snidely Whiplash is her father or something like that. <laughs> At the auction, Greta bumps into Wes. She warns him not to blow her cover due to mutually assured destruction. And Claire sees them talking and gets extra suspicious of Greta. Uh-oh. When the auction is over, Greta realizes that she needs to rush back to the cabin to grab Doria's dress or Doria's wedding dress before Peters finds it. Unfortunately, Peters catches her and she ends up confessing the whole fake dating thing to him. And back at the house, Ben decides that he can let Greta read a novel that he's written. She had found it earlier and told him it was good, but he's always been concerned that writing is not a dignified enough profession for a Tannenhill, especially one who is expected to go into politics. 
When Greta's assistant calls her, she is mid-book and is really second-guessing things. Like She kind of is like liking the Tannen Hills, but she always assumed that because the Tannen Hills were rich, their life was fair game. But she's starting to realize that they're a normal family and they're not looking for the spotlight at all and that they're like good people, so she likes them. <laughs> that night, there is a charity ball. At the event, Jared does what we've all been dreading for the whole movie basically and proposes in front of everyone to claire who accepts ben shaken leaves and greta goes after him ben isn't still in love with claire but the reason they broke up was because claire was feeding Tannenhill info to the tabloids and couldn't be trusted but he never told jared about that so now he's like worried and conflicted and blah. greta tries to be comforting, but it becomes a moment under the mistletoe. And we all know that one kiss means forever. No matter the deception. (laughs) When Greta can't sleep that night, she finds Maggie Tannenhill outside. Um, Have we said it's Patricia Richardson at this point yet? It's Patricia Richardson. Um, It's clear that Maggie isn't a Claire fan either, since Claire apparently propositioned the senator when he was alive. Wow. Um, Greta just has gotten all the hot tea. Um, In the morning, though, feeling utterly guilty, Greta gears up to tell Ben the truth about who she is and like what she's doing in their vicinity, even though she's already decided she's not writing the story. But when she's about to, Claire comes in and outs her in front of the entire family. So she leaves, but not before Peters returns Doria's dress to her, repaired and better than before, a.k.a. altered with no weird neck and no weird sleeves. (laughs) So kind of pretty now. (laughs) After her departure, Ben is contemplating what he's feeling when Claire finds him and tries to get back with him. He's not taking the bait because, you know, he has some morals. Uh, Plus, she's engaged to his brother. And now he knows he, like, has to tell Jared the truth about her. But he actually doesn't because Jared is, like, lurking in the bushes and sees everything. And, (laughs) like, finally can see Claire for who she is. So there's some brotherly bonding as they look for the ring she throws into the snow and they're looking with no gloves on and made my fingers cold i thought so too i know (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) but back at work greta won't write the story and quits but as she's packing up her office she sees claire come into the tabloid office that means that she's the source for wes's article blah So Greta goes back to Big Bear to warn the Tannenhills, but it turns out that Maggie has preemptively saved the day. She did a background check on Greta, like, from day one, so she's known she was a reporter this whole time. But she liked Greta, and specifically liked Greta for Ben, so she decided to see how things were going to play out. But to make sure nothing was published, Maggie bought Greta's magazine. She even gave Greta a test, one that she passed with flying colors so she knew that she could be trusted. Shocked by the turn of events, Greta leaves for Hawaii and Doria's wedding. 
but not before letting Ben know that she submitted his novel to a publisher under a pseudonym and they want to sign him. So Ben can follow his real dreams because Greta believes in him. And because Dory is a sneaky bitch on her own, she has secretly invited Ben to her wedding since she is clearly team Ben. Uh, So he shows up at the wedding having forgiven Greta. So they kiss. And again, as we know, one one kiss kiss means means forever. forever. So Greta is now part of the lovely Tannenhill clan. Hooray. Hooray. I love how Doria's sneaky bitchiness is she in- she invites everybody via Doria's dress. <laughs> I, okay. I That line has bothered me for, I'll say, I've seen this movie a lot for years. It, it literally took me until this viewing where I was like, oh, it's not like a weird, like, she doesn't have a store called Doria's Dress. The wedding dress invited him to the wedding. I yeah. got it. <laughs> like, they mentioned it a couple times, and I was like, does she have a weird last name? Because they were like, you have a letter from Doria Stress. And yeah, like, like is that really it, her last name? <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's from, yeah, it, the wedding dress sent the invitation, which I think is actually secretly really cute so cute it i never caught that in like the other music yeah. of this. i think this is yeah. only my second time seeing this but it's, it's not my second time seeing this <laughs> this was definitely a movie that hannah has wanted us to do for a while so this is a very special positioning for it being our first 2022 christmas mm-hmm. movie yeah for sure um so should we talk what the fuck's Yeah, absolutely. Let's get on the what the fuck train, but I think you should start it. Okay. There are some, like, things that are, that have always confused me about this movie. Yes. Which is where I kind of want to start. So when they go and are doing their whole little, like, oh, we should, we're going to fake date thing. It's unclear to me that it, she is pretending to be somebody who doesn't know who the Tannen Hills are, but is able to to know that he, and he doesn't clock it, I guess, that Claire is his ex. But also, like, she obviously she's researched him because of course she researched him because he's her story. Why doesn't she know things like where he went to college? Fair enough. Yeah. You know, like, things like favorite food, maybe that didn't come out or whatever, but, like, usually, like, graduate of, you know, Harvard Harvard. or whatever is going to be public knowledge. (laughs) True, 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 true. I mean, yeah, I think she, I guess she does ask him where he goes to college. Part of me, part of me wants him, wants to say that he offered, he's like, I went to Harvard, because then she asks, did you row crew? No, she said, where'd you go to school? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, she asked him. Um, okay. But but she knows that Claire is his ex. And it's a very strange, like, if you actually sit down and think about it for a hot second. It's like, why would why would she know any of it or none of it? Like, hmm. It would have been a safer choice for her to go, oh, my God. Like, I know who you are. I'm so embarrassed. How did I find myself here? Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Rather than... It reminds me of singing in the rain. She's like Don Lockwood. <laughs> I don't know a Don Lockwood. Yeah, like I've I think seen it six was... or seven of your movies. <laughs> right, exactly. I think it's 
it's just sort of a strange choice that she goes with. Yeah. But on the like prop side, her like every time he tries to ask her something like personal about her in his mind aborted wedding, she just goes, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you don't have to remember any lies you told because your whole thing is I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think that was so funny. And I think Katrina Law did a really great job with like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I can't talk about it. (laughs) Speaking of Katrina Law, um, I just want to point out the, like the, the scene where she's like invited into the house to have like breakfast and she gets to view all of this like craziness unfolding with Jared coming home with Claire, all this stuff, but it's happening like a play in front of her. And her face is just like, yes, (laughs) eating it up. I can't believe I'm so lucky. (laughs) I mean, I know we have it. She has a change of heart later, but at the time it's really, it's really cute to watch. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, couple of other things so the at the very beginning she's hanging out with doria and like doria's in this awful wedding dress that is apparently like a a family heirloom kind of dress that that's why she's wearing it and uh katrina law says oh you must love him Or, or something along those lines yeah um just so you know the groom the person who plays the groom to Doria is Katrina Law's IRL husband. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> wow, that's so cute. <laughs> I just really like that about it. <laughs> Aww, so fun. I don't think he has any lines or anything. He's just sort of there. No, I mean, why not? If it's just background, get your husband yeah. in there. Well, I think he he is a actor but you know whatever um maybe it was his the way to get him like to be put up in big bear with her or something sure um i had this thought while watching this movie so peters admits to greta that he has a thing for Maggie and maybe has for a long time, but, like, doesn't want to step on any toes or do anything because, like, Senator Tannenhill was actually, like, a really good friend of his and he, like, doesn't want to disrespect her or him or any of that. And I decided that Peters is basically the anti-Jared because Jared basically has given the same option and picks the pursue the girl version. Oh, how cute. Yeah, you're right. That's so funny. Interesting. And I don't know, like, how intentional that was because obviously Jared and Claire don't end up together. And you don't know about Maggie and Peters because, like, they're definitely good friends. They definitely start, like, maybe, like, making itty-bitty tiptoes in a romantic direction. I honestly feel like in my my head version of this movie, I was noticing the connection between Peters and Maggie before Peters confessed his feelings. Oh yeah, agreed. And of course, and 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 
personally, I feel like Maggie reciprocates that with with like how close they stand together, how comfortable they seem together. Like the, Peters feels like dad, even though he's Butler. Yeah. Um, so agree. so in my in my head. This is something that Maggie has wanted and dreamed about for a while. It was probably some source of, you know, friend fic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Erotic I, friend I, fiction. I, I like to think they're going to get there. Yeah. I, But I also like that they haven't crossed that line because they're not sure how things would go and like they don't want to ruin anything they have. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Feel that. Uh, most of my what the fucks are kind of just like little funny moments that I noticed um, okay. rather than like rather than overarching what the fuck in terms of plot. Okay. Two of them that I want to point out that I think you'll appreciate is number one, when Greta is eating breakfast with them in that first scene, mm-hmm. they're having like fruit. Mm-hmm. She's eating her fruit with two forks. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. Like, like as you would like a knife and fork, but they are two forks in her hands. Because at one point she has them kind of up and near her face while she's talking. <laughs> Dose forks. <laughs> um, but so I thought that was funny and then I wanted to point it out. And then also there is a, um, there's a plot point in this movie because we, I mean, the fact that she doesn't have a change of clothes going to the gym at all really bugs me about this movie and i know that like it makes for some great comedy it needed to happen for the plot to go forward in the way that it goes forward fine but for a person to not have a change of clothes or even like shower after the gym like she is ostensibly going home unshowered after the gym to like whatever to do her thing but decides to go to big bear instead it bothers me that she doesn't like have any sort of change of clothes and then has to go buy them but one of the her obvious choices of going to buy things in the middle of December are a pair of capri pants <laughs> that she is obviously in and then goes outside in in capris. And I'm like, why are they even selling that in a snowy resort town in December? It bugged me. I don't know. I mean, the, me the amount cold. of things that she purchases is comical because she has like three change of outfits all with various versions of big bulky sweaters Mm -hmm. and like different shoes fair and and ben does buy her some things but that's only the fancy stuff only the fancy stuff which i thought you know what kudos to ben for doing that because uh if he had been like oh there's a ball will you go get some ball stuff that would have been tacky I think true well then we would have had we would have had a pretty woman montage where it's like let's take you shopping <laughs> which I would have been fine with yeah. um but I'm, I'm glad that he paid for it I actually I'm gonna hold off on my thought on this part because th- that was a new and noteworthy and I'm gonna okay. hold it then we'll do that I have one more thing that I want to talk about in okay. what the fuckiness and okay. it's more it's more of a comment on being a woman who is looking for a man, mm-hmm. uh, there's a moment when Ben says, you're pro-bacon and you love football. Who are who you? Who are you? And I hate that. And I was actually thinking about it again because um, Carrie Underwood's Next Time That He Cheats um, came on the radio and it's like something that she's drinking, something fruity because she can't shoot whiskey. And I'm like, why is it? That women have to like the – I mean, 
kudos to you if these are actually authentic things you like. I have plenty of girlfriends who like the sports ball and who love bacon and like whiskey as their drink. Fine. But because just because I don't actually enjoy any of those things, why does that make me any less of a person who will be liked by a man? I agree. I hate that. I hate that too. I just wanted to comment on it because I don't think we've ever commented it on this and that's something important for us, I think. (laughs) Especially as two people who do not eat bacon and do not care about the sports ball. Thank you. And I and I managed to nab me a good-looking guy who likes bacon and football and doesn't care that I don't. So women out there, <laughs> be who you are. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, my last what the fuck was, this is a plot point that I've never quite been able to wrap my head around. If he is so worried about the Tannenhill name, why isn't he trying to write under a pseudonym the whole time? Like, why is this not like a easy fix this is a very good question the only thing i can think of is like sometimes when you are you ever like at work and you don't want to do work you just want to do the other thing you do but you feel bad about doing that thing because you're at work Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's how ben feels about being like he needs to do politics but he's writing these books on the side but he feels like he shouldn't be writing them so he's not (laughs) well the thing is is he doing politics because I'm unclear that he's doing politics. He's just been told he's supposed to do politics. They call him a presidential hopeful. So I would assume that you he would think something. You would think you know? that he would then be like senator, congressperson himself, but he's not. That's a very good question. And one that I don't feel like thinking about too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So. Fair enough. Um, my last kind of what the, f- it's not a what the fuck, it's a comment. And I think it goes into our Hallmark Hallmarks. So I'll okay. kick us off with that. So we'll say do our Hallmark Hallmarks. <laughs> um, w- there's when Wes is being, um, is at this party, Wes is the other reporter and he's making up conversation with someone. I don't know if you could hear this, Hannah, but he says, oh, so you own a Christmas tree farm, I huh? Did. <laughs> I did catch that. I notated it too. Good, good, good. I didn't know where to put it, so I wanted to kind of like ease it in and between these. Right, because it's so. it's a background person that you never see again. But yes, yes, I have someone owns a Christmas tree farm. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Keep going. What's our next Hallmark All Hallmark? Right. So I started with do this one thing and get the promotion. Yes, and it's a competition. This time they're competing for their promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my next one is Storm makes phones not work. <laughs> Writer dreams that he isn't sure he can follow. Oh, we have um, well, we have deception all over the place, but specifically, Greta is now Greta Kane Abel Steinsky. It's <laughs> <laughs> her fake name. Yep, uh, which, uh, which leads to my fake dating at Christmas. Yeah, um, we have we, but a little before that, we have rescuing strangers. Oh, we've, we've been yeah. doing that a little bit. Yeah, yep. A uh, woman who wants to appear homemakery but is evil, so buys secretly already baked goods to show off. 
Isn't that dumb that this is a Hallmark Hallmark? <laughs> but it totally is. Um, so speaking of which, we have a cookie baking slash sexy baking lesson because she does get up behind him to teach him how to roll the dough. Mm-hmm. Snoopily reading the secret manuscript even when asked not to. Yeah. I said doesn't want to take over the family business and family business in this case is politics. <laughs> yep. Um, I think you'll like this one. This is a new one that I came up with, but I'm I'm sticking with it as a homework homework. A man would be a great father because he reads the night before Christmas to children. Um, take away the first part of that, and that was my next hallmark. Hallmark is reading the night before the night before Christmas to children, which I can already tell you we're gonna say a few times this holiday season because <laughs> I've already watched our next one, and we're gonna talk about it again there. <laughs> um, we have a. I mean, this is. I mean, it's a hallmark. Hallmark. It's not quite an interrupted kiss, but it's an intense. Are we going to kiss moment? Uh, before that, I have, we, we have a, there's a ball and you have nothing to wear. True. But what you decide to wear is a red a dress. Red dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also have telling the one person who is technically untrustworthy that trust is a key factor for you. Yes, but before <laughs> that, we have a public proposal. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Man, yes. I, I had revealing your trust issues to the person who was also tr- untrustworthy, but I like the way he said it. <laughs> um, we do have an interrupted kiss in this movie. It's not the kiss at the ball, but it's a kiss leader. Yep. Along your lines of reading someone's work stealth mode is submitting someone's work stealth mode that they don't know about. Yeah. Um, Outed when you do try to do it yourself, but somebody else beats you to it. Yep. That was one of, that was my last one. um, But I did have a sexy tickle fight in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll give you, yeah. Somewhere along the lines, there is a sexy tickle fight, which everyone needs at least once. Yeah. Um, Pretty Parade. Pretty Parade. Uh, So I have a few pretties and an anti. And I didn't even talk about the wedding dress. I didn't either. I think that's just kind of there. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't write anything down for pretty, but I have a few antis. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Well, my first thing is an anti anyway. Great. This movie opens and Katrina Law is wearing a set of pants, which are so loud. Like, I mean, obviously she's beautiful. She can pull off anything she wants. So, you know, whatever. But these pants should not be sold in stores because (laughs) they're bad. They are colored flowers on a black and white background, and it's so busy, and it's pants. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't even see these. I have to watch it again now. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> we often talk about the male sweater game in Hallmark movies. I want to just shout out Katrina Law's sweater game in this movie. Was I, I liked it a lot. Her sweater game was yes, great. Her sweater game. 
Ben sweaters are one of my antis because oh. Ben sweaters, awful. Like it is like ugly Christmas sweater, but not ugly Christmas sweater. It is like these are only acceptable on people over the age of sixty-five. Sweaters, in my they, opinion, they're they're very politiciany. Yeah, but some of them are just like bad patterns. I I don't know. I don't know. They some of them were a little bit bulky. Y'all watch it. Watch Ben sweaters. <laughs> they're just not good. <laughs> Um, I also really like the little like gazebo-y thing where granted bad things happen, but <laughs> true. I just I I thought the gazebo itself with its twinkly lights and little like covered in snow was really cute. I mean, who doesn't love a gazebo? Yeah. I literally passed by a gazebo today because I took the long way home from therapy and I was not disappointed. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was great. So my ball looks. Um, Katrina Law wears a beautiful red dress to the ball. So I would say that's a pretty parade. But it is paired with a nude lip, which I thought was very, like, strikingly unbecoming. Yeah. I, I wanted her to have – I don't think she needed a red lip, but I, she needed a, a, a different lip. Just whatever color she has been wearing the rest of the movie would have been fine. Because yeah. like if like just a kind of just a little bit of natural blush, I guess, would have been fine. But this was like stark and yeah. not in a very attractive way. It was like gross. I'm like, are you feeling well? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and my other anti for the ball was I hated Claire's hair. It was this weird like underpinning. Like she had this kind of pretty wave, oh. like that was kind of 1930s, but the rest of it was sort of like slicked back and like rat combed into this under thing that was just kind of pinned up. I just didn't understand the style. It was like eight different styles were happening at once mm -hmm. um, and wasn't good. Fair. Yeah. New and noteworthy. I have a ton. Great. Um, so my first one, this is actually filmed in Big Bear. It's not Big Bear Canada. It's Big Bear. <laughs> Oh, where is Big Bear? California. Oh, hey. Like, yeah. the fact that she can drive from L.A. is actually true. That's it's like cool. two hours from, from L.A. Yeah. Well done. Um, my new and noteworthy, I think that actually you should say it because this was the reason that you've been wanting to okay. do this movie. My my The reason I want to do this movie is because I – you never see it, and it drives me crazy that you never see it. But she says the lines, fake dating at Christmas, um, like, we're bound to end up under the mistletoe, and if that was our first kiss, people would know, because she, like, ambush kisses him, like, when they decide that they're going to do this, so that she, she's, like, been there, done that, now it, like, won't be weird. And I, you never see that. Yeah. I think it's it's so noteworthy. I've brought it up on this podcast before. <laughs> Yes. I, I just, it's, I notice it every time. Yeah. That whole scene I think is so adorable. Be just like the back and forth of like, here are the things that we need to know to get by. And then that kiss. I, and I think that you're absolutely right. It should be, should be a, tr a, a, a trope at this point, but it's not. So. Right. Right. Like, anyway, uh, the sharing of the premarital bed. <laughs> yes. That was one of my, t mine as well. And the funny thing is, this was made almost 10 years ago, but it's a new and noteworthy at this I point. Know. Like, what? 
Well, here, here's my uh, my last new and noteworthy, which is the one I alluded to earlier. So he buys her the dress for the ball. He bought, but he buys her multiple dresses and shoes in multiple sizes because he doesn't magically know her size. Yeah, <laughs> I think back to that episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend when um, uh, I think it's Scott Scott Boss Michael Foster. What's his name? Whatever I think it's in it, Scott Foster. <laughs> something yeah when, I know who yeah when nathaniel. he bought he like bought nathaniel buy nathaniel buys her lingerie or some or a dress he buys her a dress and he's like you're not wearing the dress she's like she's like yeah that didn't fit over one of my boobs <laughs> but thank you it was the, not the counted <laughs> right where like I, I appreciated that he was like yeah i don't know here's multiple sizes and you don't see any of them or whatever but you know, even even if he did know, like, she's a size four or whatever, that doesn't mean that the dress is going to fit properly. True. Absolutely true. So, we all know that it doesn't – there's no consistency in sizes. Right. So, you know, I appreciated the the thoughtfulness of that, like, throwaway line. I was like, you know what? Thank you. I agree. Um, my last – I have but just real fast, new and noteworthy. Um, I love the relationship between the brothers because they hate um, each other but love each other. Yeah, yeah, and the, you they actually get like screen time to be like brothers and to like yeah. have like real moments. Um, but you don't always see that, um, especially right. in movies like this. And my last new and noteworthy is snowballs are used as actual weapons instead of a flirty a flirting device. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would just to go back to your brotherly thing. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie is like, how old are you? 34. Younger than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to their like... mother of all people. It's like, no, she, she, not only does she know how old you are, she remembers intimately your birth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, 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 too, liked that line. It was just such a younger brother thing to say. It's like, I'm not that old. <laughs> I, okay. Supporting shout out. I mean, it, it, do you have somebody else besides Patricia Richardson? I do. Actually. Oh, okay. So go ahead. Um, I just, I love her, Maggie Tannenhall. I mean, it's a good character. But on top of it, she's just, like, rolling with things, being like, I decided uh, to, like, play all the hands. <laughs> she was a she was a certified badass. Yeah. I really liked her. So, yes, she was a badass. I love her uh, – Greta's assistant, Jules, was so <laughs> freaking cute. Um. And like she just had some really great one-liners and at one point I think she spoke our language Hannah because she goes I hope you're keeping track of all your ongoing deceptions maybe a flowchart <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just have to like every time she was on screen she was a joy so she's my vote for supporting shout out yeah oh she's she's great too I agree kiss meter kiss meter Okay, 
So we have two kisses in this movie. Yes, we do. Would you like to go first? Sure. Well, I okay. So I actually count. We technically have three if you count the prep kiss. Yeah, I didn't count the prep kiss. Okay, I, I don't the pre- think that's a good kiss, but it's fun that it happened. I thought it was fun enough, so I rated it a seven. So we'll just say it's a seven. Whatever. Okay. That's a so good the reading. Thank you. Um, the mistletoe kiss, then, like when they're under the mistletoe. I actually gave it an eight okay. because I like the way that they build it a little bit. They obviously want to be kissing each other. They certainly seem to enjoy each other. Um, so I had no issue with it. Okay. I couldn't quite get there. I was at a 7.85 is where I landed. <laughs> this is our podcast. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um <laughs> And I will agree that they go for it and they, all of that, like they, they look like they're enjoying it themselves. I can't get past the camera angle that starts on his face and it's a little weird looking. Oh, I see that. Weirdly close to his face. And I don't know. I just don't like it. (laughs) I think that's fair. Like completely fair. Like he's he's got an okay face, but if and if I'm gonna watch anybody kissing, I want it to be Christina Law. <laughs> well, also like it's it's done in such a way where I'm like, like when they show you the whole kiss, you're like, no, these people are like kissing. So mm-hmm. I don't know why you would have to start at this angle, but like it starts where it, almost as if you were like, that's a doll, so you can't show it their face, you know, like, <sighs> you know, like we have to hide that other the other person yeah kind of way which is weird yeah i mean i don't know if i quite felt that but i hear you i hear that kiss next kiss was at the wedding in hawaii Mm -hmm. um i gave it a six because there's a couple factors at play with this kiss there you know it's this is there we're gonna be together like it's it's one kiss means forever, but they've had a couple kisses, so it still means forever. But it they're also being photographed by the tabloids at the same time, so it's like there's like this like performative factor, but it just didn't look as authentic. And I want to be kissing you. It just was like this is a very choreographed end of movie kiss. We have to be kissing here. That's how I felt. Fair. I kept it. At a 7.85. Oh, hey. There you go. Uh, because I felt like the passion level was appropriate for the setting because they are at somebody else's wedding. Now, I will give you that the paparazzi bit is really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think found it more uncomfortable that there's paparazzi at this wedding who, like, jump through the bride and groom to take a picture of two <laughs> wedding guests. So... Like there's there's like a whole bunch of weird ass shit happening um at the wedding with the paparazzi in general. So I wasn't gonna give them that. The like there is a, there is something performative about them sticking up their hands to like, no, you can't look at us while we kiss bit. But it felt like it started real. Fine. Okay, fine. No. You're right. But okay. Hannah, hi. <laughs> would you watch this movie? Um, yeah. I, I I don't know how many times I'll watch this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> like I I watch it 
I think I've watched it multiple times this year already, and it's October. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Christmas in July. <laughs> or just fun. Definitely, it definitely came on after a, a something that we were tweeting, and I just watched it. And and I own a copy. I don't need to watch a version with commercials. Did I watch a <laughs> version with commercials? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, because it's there. Why turn it off? And Katie, since I made you watch it for this. <laughs> yes. I, I I like this one. I'm glad you made me watch it. I think it's actually quite cute. It is complex, but not confusing. I think yes. all of the sh- all of the weird shenanigans that happen are born out of like authenticity in the story than the plot that has been set up. And I think that the characters are cool. Like they're they're well rounded and pretty fleshed out for a movie like this. So Yeah. Agreed. Um yeah. Done. So, yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the oldies are goodies. That's what we always have to remember is that before they started to make like 17 a week. Sometimes they can put a little time and effort into them and it doesn't make them all bad because they're all white. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. So we'll see you next week. Right here. Same place. Same time. Same Christmas. Same Christmas. But different movies. (laughs) maybe with the same tropes possibly different people yeah much different people (laughs) so thank you make sure you're following us on twitter instagram facebook for uh you know the live tweeting announcements and all of that fun stuff um one kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerals and if you need to email us for any reason you know evite cards or not evite but e-cards with like dancing elf faces sure wait you you wanted them to invite us to their parties i can't come guys i got a wedding to pay for (laughs) but you can invite us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and one kiss means forever is all spelled out like it is on our logo and please make sure to rate and review us on the podcaster catcher of choice um, and thanks to Flint Pastors, as always, for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. See you next week, friends. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.